0: Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott, and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. I am so glad you're here, and I'm so excited to share this week's episode with you. This week, we are talking to Emma Jensen, and this is not the first time we are talking to Emma. Emma is here today to talk about animal communication, But in the past, she's been on here to totally geek out about human design with me. We went through the same human design training, and well, you even hear it a little bit in this conversation. We love all things human design. But Emma is also a super gifted animal healer and communicator, and she has been such a gift to me and Pete and Makai. And in this conversation, she shares so much wisdom from animals, and she also shares some wisdom from (sighs) Makai. Everything in this episode is very near and dear to my heart, and I hope it lands just right in your heart as well. I love you. You are a miracle. Go forth and be awesome. So I suppose we we could make this like formal by talking about what animal communication is.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: So what do you do? Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, okay. Animal communication is literally, I mean, I feel like it's kind of in its name. It's you communicating with an animal in whatever way, shape or form that looks like for you. So it can be that you hear things from animals like you hear thoughts when you're with animals or when you're connected to them it may be that you see things they they show you images that you get a sense about something you just know things like it can be anything and you can also do it when you're with the animal you could do it in meditation you can do it over the phone you can do it from a photo you can do it from memory like it's literally anything. And I know animal communicators who communicate through cards and they'll ask the cards, like, what do you want to say? And whatever comes out is like what the message that they want to share. So I want to say that to just say, there's not one way and everybody does it a little bit differently. Like the way that I personally communicate with animals is through meditation. So I don't do it over Zoom or over the phone. I don't go to somebody's house because I don't feel a strong connection when I do it that way. However, when I put myself in meditation and then I call in the animal, it's super strong. And for me, I see, so like I see the animal, I see the environment, I see the images because I find with my own experience that animals like to to share things through imagery because I mean they don't speak English right like maybe they understand it but they don't speak it so it's not like their first language but imagery is something we can all understand and see and so I get a lot of images and then I also like we can hear I can hear them like we have a whole conversation and I also get a sense and a feeling about stuff so I get it in a lot of different ways, but that doesn't mean you have to or anybody else has to. That's just what happens for me specifically. So I'm a firm believer that we can all communicate with animals. I will say the hardest thing is trusting that what you're getting is actually what the animal is communicating.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the hardest thing about anything, really everything. Yeah, really totally everything trust school is or trust class I feel like is the biggest hardest class here in art school and the longest because I don't think it ends
1: no well and like with animals too right you can't ask them is this what you just said yeah they can say like yes it's right like for me it was a lot of practicing with other people who we were all kind of dabbling in this ability and when getting to see other people get the same information, you're like, oh, well, if we're all getting it, then that must mean something. And then starting to to practice, right? Like when I first started, I just started practicing with people's animals that consented (laughs) that I asked like, hey, is it okay if I communicate with your cat or your dog or whatever, and getting questions of whatever they wanna know about. And then having them be like, oh my gosh, XYZ, like that, really resonated. That was spot on. That like was really helpful. That didn't always really resonate. And I also want people to hear, <laughs> getting yelled, but I want you to hear too that if you're reading, if you if you're communicating, if you're trying whatever, and you don't get everything a hundred percent correct, that's okay too. Like you, we're all human, and just because something doesn't necessarily resonate with the human doesn't always mean that it's wrong. It just means that maybe they, they're not aware of it yet. And I will say that I do find with my, my readings with people, uh, they tend to, they tend to need to, t- like, they tend to need a couple of days for them to like really sink in for things to like really resonate. Cause I've had people come back to me being like, Oh, that didn't really resonate. And I'm like, okay, I mean, let it sit. And if, if it still doesn't in a couple of days or a week, like, we can talk about it. And then a week goes by and they come back They're like, Oh my gosh, like that totally resonates. I see what you mean now. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I don't know. Like it's just, it's what the animal said. And this is just like, I'm just giving you the information of what I heard from them. And I, I mean, if it doesn't like, I can't tell you more than what they told me, you know? So it's just like allowing things to sink in and, and letting it, Letting it sit like a fine wine, if you will, <laughs> letting it breathe. <laughs> and that's certainly been resume.
0: my experience with a lot of stuff when it comes to the actual like question and answer piece. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times it needs, some of them need to sit for a little while. Totally. Um, so I want to talk about this so much, but first let's like set the stage. When did you decide to become an animal communicator? Was this a decision?
1: Um, yes, I guess. I mean, yeah, at some point it was, um, I've always wanted to be like snow white. <laughs> so always, I've always had a deep connection to animals, but I, I was never somebody as a kid that was like, Oh, I'm talking to animals. Like it was never something I knew. And I love talking about this, like with human design people. Cause I'm like, well, th- like it's, it put it all together and it makes so much sense because So in human design, my profile is a six, two and the two, right? Like when you become self-absorbed in your own process, these gifts come to the surface.
0: So when you're in meditation.
1: Yeah. Animal communication is one of the gifts for my two. So I didn't understand that I could do this until about three years ago or so, three and a half years ago when I became self-absorbed in my own process and had lots of coaches and was really diving into who am I because I was so far away from who I truly was. And I was always like, I, I just learned about, I didn't even know animal communication was a thing. I just learned about it and I had worked with one. And I was like, this just feels like it'd be really fun to do. And my dog at the time was really stressed out and nervous all the time. And I'm like, dude, if we could just like have a conversation about what is going on here and how I can help you, like this would just be so much easier. And so long story short, I mean, kind of and this, this animal communicator I'd worked with, she started this mastermind that was kind of around communicating with animals, which basically gave me permission to try. And I needed that permission to try. And it was through that that I found that it was like, oh I, oh, I can do this. Like the practice and all the other things just like came through. So to answer your question about three years ago.
0: Um, okay, I have so many questions. I also feel like just for people who, first of all, if you haven't listened to, to earlier episodes with Emma, they're from like 2019. We did two episodes yeah. together, I think, about human design. Just go back and listen. i don't know but i'll put the link in the show notes yeah okay. emma was in the secret service (laughs) i mean this is not like yeah you may have wanted to be snow white but you didn't actually like lead your life like snow white wouldn't be in the secret service
1: no i don't think so i I feel like that that maybe she was
0: maybe she was protecting the dwarves
1: i mean maybe i don't (laughs) think that was really her, her route i mean yeah i went from oh my gosh there's baby ducks in the canal oh, there's so many of them okay sorry i just get so this is like so, i mean it it makes me feel okay since we're talking about animals but oh, they just like warm my heart so much okay
0: can you communicate so, with them you know
1: i have a i think i've communicated with wild animals before but again there's like there's no confirmation I can have to be like, yes, you are. So I trust because I've had enough experience to know that, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is, this is what's happening, but I'm also somebody who's like needs all that validation too, to be like, no, but did I like, is that right? Is that what you're thinking? Is that, you know, is that how you're feeling? So I don't do as much with wild animals as I do with like domesticated animals with, with owners um, or animals in rescue that tends to be like kind of one of my favorites, just being able to like help the animals that are needing help. Um, and I totally lost my train of thought. What was the question? I'm sorry.
0: I have no idea. Okay. Um. <laughs> Great.
1: Oh, Secret Service and Snow White. Yeah, so my my past is not one of woo-woo-ness at all. I grew up Catholic. I, my, my dad was a cop. My brother ended up becoming a cop. Our whole like family friends were cops. So I was very in that kind of world. And that's the way that I ended up going, thinking I don't really know what else to do with my life. And I'm good at telling people what to do. So might as well go this way. Uh, Very projector of me. Right. And so went down that route. And it wasn't until we were talking about this earlier, it wasn't until I had a lot of health issues that doctors couldn't explain that that really led me down this. You know what? This isn't working. There's got to be something better. And it was through that journey that not only led me to where I am now into animal communication, but also to being like the healthiest I've ever been.
0: Okay, now let's get back to, so is this ranger three years ago who's nervous? Who's now like the most chill, I feel like. His energy is so calm.
1: he's, He's still a little nervous with people. He used to be very nervous with people. He used to be very nervous in public spaces. Like I, it was, it was to the point that I was really concerned that his life was going to be shortened because he was so stressed out all the time, Oh, which was like really. And for me, my, like almost everything in my life too has come to me through my animals. So my health journey came through understanding health through my, my animals and what's best for them. And so For him, what I found is that I, so I connected in with him because I'm like, you know what? He was one of the first ish animals I connected in with. And I'm like, I just need you to tell me what you're the scaredest of. Because if you can tell me what you're the scaredest of, I can then help you with that. And the thing he said, I will never forget because it changed the way that I communicate and do everything. And he said, I'm, I'm scared. You're not going to learn when I'm here to teach you. And this is why I always ask every animal, regardless if, if the owner asks me or not, what are you here to teach your mom? What are you here to teach your dad? Whatever. Because it was this question, this answer that led to him being way more relaxed and way more himself. And And he said that because then I asked him, well, what are you here to teach me? Like as I'm crying, right? Like, what are you here to teach me? <laughs> And he's here to teach me to trust myself, to be in the present moment and to love myself more than anybody else. And the next part always makes me laugh too, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. And he's like, yeah, that's the point. Like that's the problem. (laughs) You love me more than you love yourself. And it was at this time that I started to realize like, wait, I just always assumed, I guess, that we loved ourselves. It didn't feel like, it, I didn't think there was something that you had to do or not do or whatever. It was just like, that was just a natural thing that came with all of us, right? And it was through this that I was like, oh, I actually don't necessarily love myself that much. Like I've been hiding myself for so long and, and morphing myself into what I thought everybody else wanted to be that I didn't even really understand who that was underneath it all and so the more that I've stepped into what he's here to teach me the more relaxed he becomes
0: mm, so. that is so powerful yeah. do you have gate 10 by the way I do not oh okay because yeah, I feel like because but- that's about like loving yourself and I feel like sometimes the gates that we do have mm-hmm. are the ones that we like resist so much
1: oh totally Yeah, I surprisingly don't have that one, right? My entire identity center is open, which has been a whole, I mean, that could be part of it too, because there's been identity crises left and right my entire life, and now I understand it, so, but, yeah.
0: And that is something that I can only understand from your words, because I have a defined G center with four gates in there, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know who I am.
0: (laughs) I know where I'm going. I'm,
1: I'm highly influenced by my environment, and <laughs> you are highly not influenced yeah. by your environment.
0: Yeah, which totally. has led to some trouble sometimes.
1: Oh, I bet, and vice versa, right? Say, like, same with me. And I remember this is not animal communication, but I will say I do remember my one of my first um, human design readings, and she was telling me about my open identity center, and I was bawling because I'm like, yeah, that's it. But then, I, like, it was over, and I'm like, but wait what do I do with it? Like, wait, you didn't tell me what to do. Like, you just told me this. And like, now I feel broken (laughs) and I don't know how to fix it. Like, (sighs) and so that was like, that was a such a turning point too, for me. And then how I ended up like understanding human design, but
0: yeah. yeah. Don't do that to people.
1: Yeah. Don't do it.
0: (laughs) There's nothing broken.
1: Like, no, no, like, no, let's like, let's talk about actionable things that Mm -hmm. can happen too but yeah.
0: And how to use your superpower of being a chameleon where you can totally like fit into any environment.
1: Yep. Oh, been there. Have questioned it a lot. Why do I morph? Like, why can't I talk to anybody? Like, why, why do I morph myself? Like I've always been able to, to talk to adults regardless of what age I was. And that was always like like a, a, good thing, but also something that people are like, wait, why do you, and I'm like, I, they're fun to be around. I don't know. Like, and now I just get it. I'm like, yeah, I, it's nice. Cause if I go somewhere and I don't know anybody, I'm like, well, I, I know I can fit in, mm-hmm. so it's fine whether I want to do it or not. Like, I know I can fit in and it'll be fine. It'll, it'll work out and it'll be great. And all things.
0: All right. I want to go down that tangent, but I want to also cover animals. So, um, what is Sadie here to teach you? Oh,
1: so this cat of mine, she, she is really here to teach me to fear less. So she was really a cat that came in and was like, I don't want to be inside. I want to be outside. Like she has, she's very feral, feral cat genes. She's like, I want to hunt. I want to be in my natural environment In my natural, like since I, like the day I got her, she would climb up the like screen door and I took her to a different, she was like climbing I'm like, Oh my gosh. And so I really had to get over my fear of her not being safe outside. Cause she's small for a cat. And I live in a place that has coyotes. Like I literally the other day just saw a coyote getting chased off by a, a mama deer. And there's cougars and there's like all sorts of predators, hawks and ospreys and bald eagles and different things here that can really come up and take her and an owl. I've seen an owl swoop down towards her. And I had to just let that go and be like, you know what, this is what fulfills her. And part of my job as her person is to give her a fulfilling life. Just it's the same job as what I'm here to give myself too. Right. And same thing with Ranger. And Ranger really needs to be in nature. Like that's where he's like the happiest and Sadie needs to be able to be outside and have her freedom. So for her, I I already know the tattoo I'm going to get of her on me. I have Ranger's paw print. And so she's just really here to be like, you know what? You have to get over your fear of living life to the fullest, essentially. Like mm-hmm. you're meant to have a big life and you have to live one that's fulfilled. And it's going to come with fears of what ifs and whatnots, but it's, it's better to risk and have a like big fulfilling life than, than not. And play you gotta it risk
0: it. it if you want the biscuit. Totally. Totally.
1: So <laughs> that little, that little thing she's here to teach me. A, p- a big
0: lesson. Yeah. That's a big lesson. Yeah. And what about jazz? Oh
1: gosh. Well jazz, I'm like still unraveling. So jazz is my horse and she, I mean, it's like an ever evolving thing, but with her, what it really feels like is trusting myself like fully and not looking for validation. So I, I was telling you that I, I've had two animal communicators communicate with her because I don't trust myself communicating with her because I'm so emotionally wrapped up in it. And every time I'm like, I, either I already knew that or like that wasn't as helpful as I necessarily wanted it to be. And again, not to say that they weren't spot on on everything. It's just not what I was necessarily looking for which is her way of saying, stop looking for the answers elsewhere. (laughs) Like you already have them and start trusting yourself and start like allowing yourself to, to lead you and letting us lead you and, and not, and not needing somebody else to tell you it's okay, or it's not okay or whatever, like just trust yourself and and let that lead you to the next step. So that's what it feels like right now. I feel like for her, it might evolve, but (laughs) that's, that's where we're at right now.
0: I feel like she might be your like postdoc advisor. Like she's, she's asking a lot. Yeah.
1: She's, she's, she's pushing me in ways that, that are, that are much bigger than either of my other animals have. They, I feel like, I feel like Ranger and Sadie did it in a, in a, in a softer way on, and like on my terms, right? Like whenever you're ready, mom, like we'll, we'll do it. Where jazz is like, I, I don't care if you're ready or not. This mm-hmm. is what's happening. And I'm going to make you feel so uncomfortable until you're able to like do the thing. And I don't appreciate that as much. Like <laughs> <laughs> I would like her to be softer about it, but at the same time, I get it. Right. Like we're all here to do big things. And if we're resting on our laurels, it's not helpful. And so she's really here to like kick me into gear on a on an even bigger level and it's also for me it's the learning the lesson of you don't have to know what it is and you don't know you don't have to know how it's kind of what we were talking even about being present in the moment and just being like this is all you need to know mm-hmm. trust this and trust that this is going to lead you on and and don't worry about the rest of it I'm like but
0: but wait, <laughs> but that's hard that that it's hard the human like the soul gets that the soul knows that but the human says mm, I don't think I can yeah. do that totally
1: so yeah she's I keep looking over here because I have this little mm. uh, miniature jazz next to me but she's
0: I feel like she's gonna carry you into your full sixness
1: yeah, possibly, yeah, totally. I mean, she's, she, uh, she <laughs> anybody who's met her and has been a part of this journey, like totally a kind of thing, I, I would assume, understands like how I'm feeling. But yeah, I mean, she's, she, she's here to show that there's a different way, I think too. and And I'm very new to the horse world. And what I've, what I've learned and what I've experienced, some of it's great. Some of it's not as great, just like, I don't really want to be part of the dog world. Like I want, I want my own world of how I do animals because it's very different than, than the norm. And so for her, it's really, I've had her for nine months and I really haven't ridden her yet. And not because she's not sound enough to ride her or she's not able to be saddled or she's unruly or anything like that. It just hasn't really felt like the time. And she does have some, some body work issues that need to be sorted out, but not in a sense of like, you can't get on her cause you'll hurt her. It's just like, in my opinion, it would not be kind to get on her in her current state. And so we've really spent the majority of this time building a relationship and I trust her with my life and I know because I've experienced it. She's had a million opportunities to kill me, and she has not. And I'm try like I trust her so much. And she did just step on my foot the <laughs> other day, which was not helpful and did not feel good. However, she did not do more things that could have been more detrimental to my health. and she didn't break my foot or anything. So like again, really helpful doesn't feel great. But a nine hundred and fifty pound animal can do a lot of damage. and, She's gotten spooked really big in the past and has, I've been so close to her that she could have run me over. She could have knocked me over many horses would have, and she didn't. And so over this nine month period, we have been tested. So don't think that it was just nine months of us getting to know each other. It was us doing stuff and learning and breaking the relationship at one point. And me learning, okay, that's, that's just because this is the way for some people. It's not the way for us. And now I need to stop and rebuild this and not say, well, you're wrong. You need to like come on board. Like, no, I took the responsibility that this wasn't your way. There's not just one way for anything. Right. And so I had to really come back and say, I'm sorry, I take I take full ownership of that and I'm here to to show you that I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna do this and and we're gonna do this together. And it's through that we've built an even deeper relationship. And so yeah, I mean, all that to say, like I I yeah, I think you're likely very right. (laughs) She will take me into my fullness of the six.
0: (laughs) Which will be really incredible to watch. And um to be here as a human friend of yours. I got you.
1: Thank you. And I'll she breaks it. you down
0: and builds you <laughs> yeah. back up again.
1: Totally. And you know, I feel like I'm doing that for her too. Like she was shut down when I got her. And so I get to be the person to show her you're not going anywhere for one, like it, unless, unless you really are not part of this partnership, which I know she is. So I'm not actually worried about that, but like, you're not going anywhere. So even if you decide you don't want to be ridden, Cool, great. Like we're still gonna be a partner and this is still gonna like happen. And I'm showing her that it's okay to trust and it's okay to have an opinion. And that having an opinion doesn't mean make you wrong and doesn't mean harm. It doesn't mean hurting. It doesn't mean anything that likely it did in the past. And so she's just teaching me so much about her own species and how to how to how to best interact and and form a friendship like i i took for granted you know dogs and cats cuz i've had them forever and then getting a horse especially since she's not home with me it's been a whole different different journey in itself which has you know had its ups and downs too so yeah i'm excited to see where it goes although you know i'm we're at an emotional time so i'm kind of like i just love for things to be just even keeled for a while, but it's good. It's good. It's so That's good. why she
0: doesn't live with you right now. So you can come home to Ranger and Sadie and they can just tell me it's going to be okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Comfort you as you go back out into the fire.
1: Yeah, totally. Although, you know, it would be great if I could just have her and be like, see, I'm still here. It's mm-hmm. still going to happen. Like I'm just going to come spend time with you and we're just, we're going to make this work, but I know what she needs. Like, that's the thing. I know what she needs. I know likely why things are happening. It's just a matter of being able to make the changes that are, that she's needing that are not just like simple changes to make. What does she need? She needs space. And that was something that I knew from the beginning, from the first before I even met her, she needs space to roam and to be free and to run. And the place where she's at now, she was never meant to be long-term, but then I found out I can't buy a house right now. So it became more of a long-term thing and she has less space here than she did at the at the, the second barn she was at. And so I think that psychologically is starting to kind of take a bit of a toll on her of like, wait, I'm sorry, what <laughs> I need to run. I need, I need the space to like stretch out and, and and whatnot. And so that's the biggest thing that I'm really feeling from her and like wanting to feel like she belongs and and all this. So the best thing, if I could, is to have her at like at home with me with acreage for her to be able to run on. And that's just not a possibility. Unfortunately, where I currently live, there's no space to put them. Although I wish I could put her like across from the canals, like this big island, so like all this space. If she could just live over there, that'd be great. <laughs> but I think, I don't think that they would appreciate that. So yeah, that's like, that's, that's what she's pushing me towards. It's just, it's not a simple fix.
0: Mm, yeah, because it's all about, there's another way. Find the other way. You'll find, like you will be guided to the other way. So that belief that... somebody else put on you that you can't buy a house right now. There's another way. Mm. I don't know what it is
1: fully. Oh, I mean, (laughs) I have an idea of what it is, but it's still like having that even happen Mm -hmm. and fall into place so that things can. So it's just a lot of trusting and, and doing the best that I can now with her and communicating with her and like doing healings and stuff and just being like, we, we have to find a way for now and until we work towards, you know where we can be longer term. But she doesn't appreciate that so much. So <laughs> it's been a little difficult and it's great it's so fun I love her so much and so this is why sometimes I love communicating with other people's animals (laughs) and not necessarily with mine because mine can have such an attitude back which I get right I mean if we were to have a conversation with our own animals like uh I already told you this a million times and I will say it is funny sometimes when I am communicating with other people's animals and they do get like cop an attitude about something I'm like oh damn okay like I think we can just like calm down a second, but I, I never like mince words or change them or anything. I just like say it how they say it because that likely will land better and deeper in the way it's meant to land than if I were to be like, well, let me just like make this a little nicer for them. It's like, they're not my words to
0: change. I can tell that, I mean, you keep the words exactly as they are because, well, one strong example is when you did the reading with Makai right after he left, one of the things he said to me is, I love you, I love you, I love you. That's what I said to him. I oh. always said three times. And if I do get a tattoo of him, it will say, I love you, I love you, I love you on my left wrist. Oh, I love that. But I don't actually know if I could handle that or if that would just lead to me like absolutely bawling it all day, every day.
1: Uh, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, it may be that at the beginning, yeah, but it it's nice. I mean, I I have a tattoo of my well, my dog's paw print. He's still here, but it, it's it just feels comforting to be able to, like look down and see it, even if they're not there. To be like, oh, you are here. Mm-hmm. Hi. It's like something to talk to when yeah. they're not physically there to to talk to. It gets to be the. The in between—I don't know what the right word is for that, but it's like the advocate
0: um, thing. The yeah, the physical Stand piece in. that you can grab onto. Yeah. Because as much as you're communicating with our energy, we like to have a physical thing. As much as I can feel Makai's energy right now, I really do miss that mm-hmm. physical touch and early on in my meditations I was feeling him like I could feel him put his chin on my shoulder and I actually felt like the little bump he has under his chin and I could feel his fur, and I could hear I'd scratch his ears and I could hear it and now I'll call him in to join me in meditation and he's like I'm here mom and but I don't like feel his fur anymore that's hard. It is hard.
1: Yeah. But he misses that too. I mean, he said that he misses snuggling.
0: Yeah. Will you (laughs) share what, what you've already shared with me?
1: Sure. Do you want me to share the whole thing? Yeah, go ahead. I want to hear
0: it again and have it on recording.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay, cool. Um, Okay. So every time I connect in with an animal, I ground into the center of the earth where there's a crystal. The crystal always changes for every reading. So I say all that because for this one with Makai, I ground it into Moonstone.
0: Wait, let's pause for a second. How do you choose? I
1: don't. I don't choose. I just, so I set a ground cord, which looks like vines or uh, roots, like growing into the center of the earth. And I see them like break through to the center and then I just see a crystal there. So sometimes I'm like, oh, that is sodalite. Like that, I think that was yesterday's like, that's, that's like, and today, today was interesting because I knew it was moonstone, but I saw somebody like holding it in their hand, which was kind of new for me but sometimes I just see it as a color. I'm like, Oh, I've it into a purple crystal. So it just kind of depends. Sometimes I know exactly the crystal. Sometimes I just know the color, but I don't choose. I think the animal chooses because then all of that energy comes up into my body. And then I use that as the healing for the beginning part. So, cause with mine, I always start with an energetic healing and then the conversation. So I think they choose. But anyway, so when I, when I called him in, he was walking along a pond in the middle of a field, which is typically where I see animals who have passed away. And he was following what looked like a grasshopper, which we know from a past reading is his sign to tell you in the physical world that he's around And he was super like in exploration mode. He was like really determined to follow this grasshopper to see where it was going and what it was going to do and all these different things. And he just felt really light and fun and playful. And I asked him, do you have anything you want to say to your mom? And he said, yes, stay the course. She is on her way to greatness, to all the things she desires. She just needs to stay the course. And he showed me This scene of you being in a canoe going down this river and you really needing to focus on what is exactly in front of you in this exact moment in order to ensure you don't capsize. So it felt like the message was that he wanted to share was that to focus intently on this present moment and let it lead you to the next, into the next, into the next, and that you don't need to look too far ahead of you because that is going to be a distraction which is going to take your eye off the ball and they'll capsize you. And then he said, I miss hanging out and snuggling with her, which I then saw the color red, which I thought maybe was a red blanket. And you said it was a red
0: couch. Yeah. It's that we'd called it the red bed. It's a red couch. It was his spot. Oh, and I've been spending a lot of time on it.
1: Well, he wants to snuggle with you there again. And he said I miss her energy. I miss the energy we shared together in the physical. It was so potent, strong and loving. Now it isn't as intense, but I can still feel it. I feel her sadness, her unknown and her lack of joy, and I want her to know that I want that I'm that I'm working on shifting and transmuting those for her because I definitely don't want her to feel those ever ever ever. She is the best thing that happened to me. And I'm always going to be her number one cheerleader, cheerleader to get her to where she is meant to go. Love you, mom. Mm,
0: I love you, Makai.
1: Mm, he's so sweet.
0: Thank you, Emma. You're so welcome. Is it different for you connecting with animals that you've connected with multiple times? Like you've been connecting with Makai for a couple of years.
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it gets easier. I, I would say it's easier for me to call them in and they also tend to sometimes feel more welcome to come in whenever. And so one of my friends whose dog passed away, I connected in with him a lot at the end of his life, just sending healing and different things. And there were t- like, he would show up all the time. And I'd be, I'd have to be like, Tino, I'm in the middle of something. Like, you're going to have to wait till I'm done. And then we can have a conversation. But like, dude, I, I'm, I, we, we will talk, but I need to do this first.
0: Was so, he like, I got something to tell my mom
1: always. Oh, he is. He is very vocal. He is. I've seen him show up for other dogs who have passed. He's like a welcomer. Uh, he, like he's, he was the biggest teacher, just like such a sweet boy. And I mean, he's like, he was such a great teacher for me too of just being able to do like all of these readings for him from afar and helping him through his journey. And I do find that it's a lot easier to connect with the one, with ones that I, I already know really well. Like I don't really need a picture for them because I can just be like, okay, like, come on, like let's chat. <laughs> and I don't necessarily have to, because I, I connect in to a couple different ways. It just kind of depends on what I'm looking to do. Sometimes I don't connect in at all and I just like have the conversation. So for them, it's just a lot easier for me to be like, okay, like, let's have a chat. And they're like, okay, let's do it. Cause I've, I've kind of proven myself with them too, of being able to, to listen, to take what their messages are and then give them to their family and whether they're here or not, they know. Cause they're like, yeah, I know that either they heard it because sometimes a lot of animals I get are having some kind of Difficulty, whether it's a behavior or something that the owner isn't necessarily loving, and sometimes it shifts as we're doing the reading. Sometimes it shifts like when they hear it, and sometimes it shifts when they like put it into practice. So, like for me and Ranger, it's his stuff was shifting when I put it into practice because it was this bigger stuff. But sometimes they're just like, ah. I said it, it's off my chest. Like I know they're going to hear it and that's all That's all I needed to do. And like, now I'm good. I can go back to being like how I normally am or whatever. So it's just, it just depends on the animal. And uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Is What would you say for the most part? I don't know if you can answer this at all, but like what do our animals want us to know?
1: Oh, I would say that's very individual. I mean- I would say they want you to know that they're here for more than, than just your pet or just an emotional support person, or, you know, however, if you look at your animal and you're like, Oh, I'm here to support you. Like, that's how I thought, right. I was like, I'm, I'm Rangers, emotional support human. Like, that's how I viewed it until I started having these conversations. And now I'm like, Oh gosh you're here to teach me stuff. Like I, I thought I was your emotional support human because that was, and this is the other thing that I find is that they, they were, they, they give you the, the behavior or the whatever the illness, the whatever that you need in order to take note of whatever the thing is. So Ranger knew that if he was reactive, that likely wasn't going to be as impactive for me than him being super stressed out because that really stressed me out. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm killing my dog and all these things. Like where, if he was reactive, I'm like, okay, like let's send you to a trainer, like whatever, like we'll figure it out. But that like him showing it that way is what really got me to stop and say, there's something that has to change here. And so it's it's starting to look at their behaviors too and say, what is this really here to potentially teach me? And maybe you know and you can ask them right just like sit there and ask them whether it's through your head or it's out loud and then just sit there and 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 see what comes up see what you think what you hear what what image you see what you feel whatever and be like oh maybe this is it like how how can i you know put this into to action even more because they're here to do so
0: much more than just be your animal you just reminded me of what what Makai said right now was one of the lessons that he was constantly teaching me, of course. And sometimes on a walk, he would just be like looking to put everything in his mouth, like all the acorns, all the sticks, everything that I don't know where these things come from. I looked and there was nothing on the pavement. And then you found the bunny poop, like goodness gracious. But he would be like, just focus on this moment right here, not that next step, just this step. Mom. And it would, it would honestly, then a walk, like a 10 minute walk, even would be exhausting because I'd be like, okay, I was really, really truly present with that one step. And then that one step, and he's like, yes, do it this way
1: and i think so many of us just think right like how i said i just assumed that i loved myself mm-hmm. i think we like we're just like oh, i assume i'm in this moment if i'm paying attention and i'm talking to somebody but so many like so much of the time we're we're thinking about what's happening later or what happened in the past or what's going to happen tomorrow or what you have to do still and we're not actually present yeah. and so yeah like there oh, man They're here to teach us some pretty beautiful things if we're willing to to listen and we're willing to to take the step back and ask the question, what are you here to teach me? Because I know you're here to to do so much more than just exist Mm -hmm. so much more.
0: I appreciate the snuggle so much. And I know that Makai is just, I mean, he taught me to be present to be curious, to play, to trust my intuition. Um, I had a whole list somewhere, you yeah. taught just so much. Yeah.
1: I mean, and uh, so I will say so many animals, what they ask for from their family, from their owners is undivided, undistracted time. And like, I'll see like a family and they'll make it so clear. They'll be like, The phone's in the back pocket or it's inside. Like there's nobody on the phone. It's just everybody is there playing or dancing or playing like a game or whatever, but everybody's together and everybody's focused on what is happening and not, Oh, let me like check my phone or send the text or write the email. It's no, no. Or take the picture. Even it's like, no, no, I'm here in this moment. And I'm enjoying it with you.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm like, but, I totally had that about the take the picture. You get 30 seconds to take the picture and then nope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be here. Like, but you're not smiling
1: anymore. No. Nope. Time's up. Uh, I mean, Ranger doesn't even allow for that. He's like yeah. picture. Nope. No paparazzi. Nope. I'm like, well, I'm going to take it anyway. So get on board. Mm hmm. And then we'll go back to just like being, being in nature and being connected. And I mean, one of my favorite things, which isn't happening now because he's injured, but is being out in nature, like not connected to each other in a sense of like a leash or anything. Cause it's, I, I, for me in those moments, I feel almost more connected to him than when we are on a leash and we're walking together. Cause even though he might be way off to the side, chasing a, chasing a squirrel, like I know where he is and I know he knows where I am and we're just like playing this day. Like we're just like dancing together in like our happy place. Like nature is both of our happy places and it's where we feel the most fulfilled. And so it's also asking that question, like what fulfills your animal and how can you give that more? Cause likely what fulfills them is also what's going to help either lead you to your own or is the same thing.
0: Yes. Yes. I feel like so many people struggle with knowing what fulfills them, what they want. And I don't understand how people without animals do it. I mean, I'm like Noah's
1: Ark over here. I'm just like collecting them, (laughs) but like one at a time, like, Oh, what's the next species I'm going to collect. But like, it's so true. We're, We're just, we, we can be so, we can be so disconnected and, I will say you don't have to know, like, you already know what you already know. At least one thing that makes you happy, do that thing. You don't have to find new things, do the thing you already know. It makes you happy. That already makes both of you happy. Like this goes for, if you have animals or not, right? Like anytime anybody's like, I need to figure it out. I'm like, or if I say it, I'm like, well, okay, stop. I don't, I don't need to figure it out it is, it will be figured out or it is already figured out. I just need to be open to whatever that is, because I know if I'm trying to force it, it's not going to come through. Yep. And so it's just allowing yourself again, this has been such a theme today, like being in the moment and just allowing yourself to go to the next,
0: which did we talk about the fact that the sun is in gate 52 right now? We're in the, the gate of stillness. no. So it's the way I'm like, I've been composing a blog post in the back of my head, but I see a a bike wheel. When you lift the bike up, you can spin the wheel and it'll go really fast, but it's not going to move forward. But you put it on the ground, you spin the wheel and the bike moves forward. We need to, we need to be the ground right now so that the bike can go forward when the energy is ready to go forward. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So true. Yeah. So true. Back to um, I don't know what this is. Back to back to the question that popped into my mind a second ago, which is: um, Can you only connect with mammals? Uh, no.
1: So I'm always open to connecting with anything, um, but I have connected in with a snake before. That was interesting. Um, what was like? What was different about
0: that? Something.
1: It just felt. <laughs> like sounds like it just felt more like slithery um it was it was more um like uh, it was more fluid I guess and just like energy it wasn't where like a lot of animals can be very and obviously snakes animal but like other mammals dogs cats horses tend to be like my bread and butter if you will um like their energy can be very this is what it is. Like this is who I am. This is how I feel. Where with the snake, it was much more sometimes hard to like put down. Like I was never, I never had one sex. It was always like he, and then the next time it was she, and then it was he. And then it was so it was just like fluid. I don't know so if that's hard to that
0: Did the snake have an open G center?
1: Possibly. Can you run a, can you run it for snakes? I don't know. I don't know. I know you can run it for dogs, cats, horses, and I think rabbits, but I don't know. But I think I've only, I think this, I think a snake's the only non-mammal I've connected in with. I want to say I've done something in water, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't remember things very well. (laughs) Like as, as you know, with different readings, I'm like, wait. That happened? I don't remember that. Like when you said that I love you, I don't remember that. Like, gosh, Uh I wish I remembered them more, but I like, I have my notes here just in case we like wanted to talk about something. Cause I'm like, oh, oh." you asked me about one of our, like even the one I just did at the beginning of June. I'd be like, I mean, let me read you what what I wrote. Like even what I just did earlier today. I'm like, I remembered the canoe thing. That's about it. (laughs) So it's in and out.
0: So your Makai shows you that scene Mm -hmm. of he shows you like he shows up in the by the pond Mm -hmm. and then he shows you the canoe scene. And then when you're having the conversation, are you seeing things then, too? Or is that all auditory or how does that come through for you?
1: For me, it's I mean, I see him when we're having the conversation. But if there's if I don't say there's imagery, then I just hear the words or like, see the words. There's not images that go with it. I try to be as complete as possible of like what they either tell me or show me is what I say back or what I give to the owner. Because again, I just like, think of it as being me. I'm like, I want to know all the things. So don't leave anything out. Don't paraphrase things for me. Tell me what happened, exactly how it happened, because I want to know, right? So that's how I try to do it for like my owner. It's not how I try. It's how I do it for my owners um, or my clients is this is, this is, this is, this is is it. Like this is all the things that happened. So yeah, to answer your question in a very long roundabout way, when it's, when it's words, I just hear the words. I don't see anything besides the animal.
0: I have told Makai this, but I haven't told you yet that I want to be able to have the long conversations that you get to have with him. Cause I just get like one sentence or like, I've had a few conversations, but they're short.
1: That's how it started for me. Like the conversation with Ranger about what he's scared us of. That was the entire conversation that I had with him. And so it was the more that I did it, the more that, and I will say that when I started doing healings, before the conversation, that really opened things up a lot too. Mm. It's like, Oh, this makes them feel way more comfortable (laughs) and whatnot to like speak freely. So I do that's, that's one of the reasons why I like won't do a reading without that because it just feels so important for the animal. And so I'm like, well, sorry, like if, if you don't want this, then there's so many animal, like great animal communicators out there that, that you can, that you can go work with that don't do it this way. Um, So I would just say, like, don't feel discouraged because that was my process too. And I know for a lot of animal communicators, they just like, once they connect in, they get this like whole stream of things. I don't really get that. That's why I ask for questions and why, and maybe this is like the interrogator of me, like going back to the secret service and different things, but I'm very much a question and answer. Like, I love having a conversation with them with like intent, like, there's a reason I'm here because we want to know things and we're not here to just like dilly dally. Like, let's like, let's make this worth everybody's time here. Yeah. We don't want to catch
0: We gotta, so, We got to stay on target.
1: Yeah. So here are the questions and like, let's get to it. And so usually I'll end up adding extras for, for follow-up or for additional information, or I'm just like feeling like, I feel like we need to ask. Like sometimes I'm like, do you like your name? Like, I just, I'll get a, will get a feeling like maybe they don't like, like this, or maybe I need to ask about this or whatever, but I don't, I myself don't just get this like free flowing of like, Oh, you're here. Like, let me just like tell, tell, like say things like, I don't know if i like did that myself. And I was like, I set the intention. Like, that's not how we're doing it. Like we're getting to the point. So like stay, stay on script here. Um, or if that's just how I do it, but I, would well, say just I feel like
0: Makai likes that because as yeah. I was telling you the story of the crystal that he told Meg to pick out he just says this one she try, tries going down a story about it and he goes no this one
1: <laughs> yeah right I mean I don't know I I appreciate it this is just like my personality and so this is of course why then I like to do it this way I'm just like we're here for a reason and for a purpose, people like, let's do it. Like, let's, let's get the most we can out of this. And so I would say for you, the next time you go in to, to talk with him, just think of like, what are the questions I want to ask him? And then just ask the questions and see, sometimes I'll ask the question multiple times. Cause I'll be like, Oh, I feel like there's more there. I don't feel like you said everything. Like, is there anything else you want to say here? And they're like, Oh yeah. This was sometimes when I'm reading reading the like responses. I'm like, this feels so disjointed. I'm like, Oh, that's right. Cause I asked the question again, but they don't know that there was kind of a break. And, and so it doesn't really matter, but, um, yeah. So just like going
0: with questions I think is helpful. Okay. Thank you. I feel like he's very sassy all the time.
1: Yeah. Uh, quite a few animals are pretty sassy. <laughs> uh, especially my, my own animals are very mm-hmm. sassy and I mean, a lot, especially a lot of ones that like, haven't really had the opportunity to communicate before they they'll be like, okay, let's do this. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, let's do it. Like, here we go. And that's when sometimes they can say things where I'm like, Ooh, are you sure you want to say it that way? And they're like, yeah, I am. And I'm like, oh damn. Okay. Let's do it. And, and there's, there's definitely been times where I'll give a reading to, to an animal and the owner is just like, I need them to tell me more or like, I wish they would be better about stuff. And, and I, I can see, I can see both sides of it, right? Like the animal's trying to teach something and the owner is like so over it and, or they just don't take it the way that the animal is intending it. And so I try to like also play the in-between of that. But at the end of the day, if if as the owner, you're at the end of your, your rope and you're not willing to do it anymore, then you have to really honor that too. And say, you know what, like you want me to just hang around and like show up for a year without us like actually doing anything. I'm not willing to do that. Okay. Well then, then maybe you guys aren't the right fit. And it's like, whether the animal wants to stay or is willing to stay or not, if you're not willing to do it, then you're not going to be a a good fit and you're not going to have likely the relationship that you want to have.
0: That would be tough, but I guess you're talking about someone who's already at the end of their rope.
1: Yeah, totally. And it tends to happen in my experience more with horses than with dogs, which horses tend to get, I mean, horses break my heart just because of how we, we, We work. we not even like, well, we work with them, but just like live with them and just be like, oh, well, I'm not interested in in you anymore. So like, you're going somewhere else or "Mm, I don't really care about you anymore. Like maybe not even, I don't care about you, but like, you don't serve a purpose anymore. So like, you're going to go somewhere else.
0: Yeah. It sounds like horses get like categorized with cars Mm -hmm. instead of with animals.
1: And a being with a soul and emotions. Yeah, totally. And I get it. For anybody who's going to come after me and say like, well, they live to be 30 or plus years old. I get it.
0: Well, don't get a horse if you can't handle it for 30 years. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I, and I understand if it's like not a good fit, like what I'm saying, like if, if the animal's asking for something and you're not willing to give it, like, I understand that, but it's more about coming from like, I, I'm going to do this for however long. And if you're not suiting my needs, then, then you're out of here. And that's just not how I personally approach my animals. And I like, once you're with me, you're with me for life, which is why I'm very careful about selecting the animals that do come into my pack or herd or whatever you want to call it now. And I connect in with them beforehand. I'm like, are we a good fit? And then I call in my animals. and like, are you guys a good fit? Like, are we going to be okay together? And if the answer is yes, then, then we move forward. If the answer is no, which I have gotten a lot of no's. Then we don't. I'm
0: like, cool. What did did Ranger and Sadie say about jazz?
1: Uh, Ranger was super excited from what I remember. Sadie. I don't think really like cared that much. She's like, okay, whatever. And like, she wasn't, she didn't have a massive say since she wasn't going to be interacting with her at least for the foreseeable future. And, but her and her and Ranger get along so well. Like it's, I mean, they're not best friends or, you know, like, it's not like she licks him and he licks her, but they get like, like, sh- they're just so good together. And she's, she's so mindful of where he's at. Cause he's also s- just stops like right in front of her while she's walking. Like, dude, she could literally break you. <laughs> like she's 950 pounds. Like, stop, like be mindful of where you are but like he'll run around and she doesn't get spooked by it. And so it's like, it's so great. It's so great. Like I love taking them on walks together. So yeah,
0: it's just fun. Mm. We could talk and we've already talked for hours and we could continue (laughs) talking for hours, but in the interest of this actually being a recorded podcast, I want to wrap it up. Um, So I guess my last question is just, what do you want everyone to know when it comes to animals or communicating with animals? What do you want to show up from the rooftops?
1: So the first thing, the two things that came are you can, you don't, you don't need an animal communicator to communicate with your animals. You can do it yourself um, if you want to. And if you feel connected to do that and it's okay to also ask somebody else to validate or to do it for you also and just that that they're here to do so much more and like ugh. i don't know if we necessarily always either give them credit for having feelings or not but they do they're beings they have souls and emotions just like the rest of us and i've connected in with enough that that are that have had very traumatic pasts that they still hold on to. And so I just invite you to like sit with your animals at some point this week or next week or whenever, and just like, see what comes up and see what, what, and if you, if you're somebody who likes questions like me, it's asking you like, what do you want me to know? How do you feel? What do you want to do today? Right? It doesn't have to be these philosophical questions. It can literally be like, do you wanna to go to the park today? Or do you want to like just hang out and and play at home? Or is it too hot for you to go outside? Like, please also, just because it's like summertime, be mindful of the heat and your paws, or your paws, your animal's paws can get burnt on the pavement and they can get heat stroke and, and heat exhaustion just like we can. They can't, horses, horses sweat, like we do dogs and cats do not so just please be mindful of that that's not really animal communication that's just like animal nice niceties yeah
0: makaya used to ignore his paws on the pavement i'd be like we need to keep moving that's really hot i don't understand you can't possibly be able to stand on that
1: well and and I like to just like let them make the decision too, right? So if if he's standing on it and Ranger does this too sometimes, I'm like, it's 90 degrees outside. Like you should not be just standing on this pavement. Yeah. But if there's grass right next to it that he can move to and I'm trying to get him to move and he's like, I'm good. I'm like, I also trust that you can make decisions for yourself mm-hmm. and that you know what's best for you and what's not. But I'm also not going to purposely take you for a walk when it's 80 degrees out that's too hot for you. And I'm also not going to leave you. Yeah. So you can let your animals, you know, trust your animals to make decisions for themselves. Also, when you're not with, when you're not in the intention of doing things for long periods of time or putting them in your car and be like, Oh, I'm just going to run into the store for a second. Please do not do that. People will break your window and take your animal and they are, they have every right to do that because that will literally kill They can kill your animal in minutes. So anyway, I mean, I could just talk about this for a long time, but I will just say last because we're talking about summer stuff, this also not animal communication, but animal nutrition being like one of my other like passions, but in the summertime when it is hot out, there's two things you can do to help keep them hydrated. One is adding coconut water to their water and the other is adding coconuts. They're not coconut Cucumber slices to their water, and that will help keep them cool. So give them spa water.
0: Only food Makai did not like. Cucumber. Cucumbers. Too slimy. Bananas are, bananas are fine. Bananas were actually wonderful, I love bananas, yes. But yeah. no, cucumber. Every time he'd be like, I want that. And then he'd, thiff.
1: Just kidding. Thought it was zucchini, mom. You gave <laughs> me, the, you gave me the, the weird green one. I don't like this one. i don't don't really like cucumbers either ranger doesn't like any vegetables unless i like put it on his like meat food then he'll eat it otherwise not and i'll lastly say okay you have to cut me off after this because now i'm getting into like nutrition stuff which is just like not a thing but if you so if you're somebody who feeds kibble to your dog no judgment one thing is that if you add green leafy vegetables three times a week, you can decrease their chance of getting cancer by like 90%. So I recommend doing that. And by doing that, I mean pureeing or blundering. That's I don't know if that's a word, but the green leafy vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, right? You can make a whole mixture because the cellular wall within the vegetable needs to be broken in order for them to actually be able to absorb the nutrients. So if you're just ripping off a piece of kale or whatever and putting it in their bowl not the thing that's actually going to decrease it. You're going to need to do something like a food processor or slightly um, steaming it and then cutting it up or or something like that, or putting it in a blender. That's really helpful. Thank you. Okay. I'll stop now.
0: Um, All right. So how can people find you, work with you?
1: Oh, okay. You can find me at my website, which is www.connected-consciousness.com or on Instagram at emmaj04
0: love it. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me
1: on. And also thank you for trusting me with Mackay because I, I definitely don't take it lightly when people give me permission to connect in with their animals. So thank
0: you. Pete and I have talked so much about how grateful we are for you and Meg and Danielle in this process without like you each have brought different gifts and just cannot imagine doing it without any of you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: I'm just grateful I could, I could help in whatever kind of way possible.
0: Yeah. You're amazing. You're amazing. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I hope this conversation fed your soul. And I wanted to give you an update on my business. I've been a little quiet the last month, but things are starting to brew. I've been pondering creating this group program, small group program. I'm a four six, I'm here for small groups, small group program about human design. I have no idea when I'm going to launch it stay tuned to the podcast to learn more. But I do know that a human design reading, a one-on-one human design reading with me is going to be a prerequisite. That word is hard to say. Prerequisite. Prereq. That's why we say prereq. It's going to be a prereq for this group program. So if you haven't had a human design reading with me yet now is the time to book it. Go to KelseyAbbott.comslash human design to book either your individual, AKA one-on-one human design reading or a partner reading. You can find both of those at kelseyabbott.com slash human design. I love you so much. If you want to communicate with your animal, oh my goodness, book a reading with Emma or if you need any sort of healing for your animal, I highly recommend working with Emma. Now, go forth and be awesome. Go create a whole bunch of magic. I love you.